so Richard brought up that it's it's almost our two year anniversary. Like oh, I'm like, what the fuck? I gotta, I have to break buy up a with present. Yeah. <laughs> no, I to break up. To Shelby, everybody knows that at the two year mark, you break up with the person you're dating. Come on. No one... I mean, that's usually my go to, but <laughs> in, in an effort to avoid buying a gift, you're just like, oh, I'll just break up. I think the most I've done is three years. I've never had a four-year anniversary. Okay. I had a three-year anniversary and then broke up very soon after that. That's fun. I'm not. So you still had to buy I, the gift. Yeah, I'm a serial monogamist, so it's it's. Not me. Mm, here's what I realized: is that you can be mourning an old relationship and falling in love with a new one at the same time. Okay. okay. I'm using different parts of my brain for those oh, two things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot of but effort. No. <laughs> but honestly, I hope I don't have to do it anymore. I don't want to break up. I feel so much, honestly, I feel so much more mature and grown up than I have in any of my other relationships. And That's I think, good. you know, I think this is the one. Ooh. This is a, I think this will last. Uh, yeah it's good it's a good feeling I mean I always felt like that but never at this like level (laughs) who knows I don't know why why do I keep trying to predict the future we don't know what's gonna happen everyone could die I'm not gonna tell you oh I forgot that you were clairvoyant yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um do readings with me today Maybe I mean you do do you do give very good tarot readings. I do. You gave a tarot reading for me once, and it was amazing. Yeah, because I'm a I'm a psychic. I believe it. I'm Shelby. <laughs> I'm Sam. It's, it's the, the wrong, wrong complex. complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. so much to weed through <laughs> i was like are we ever it was gonna intro only 10 minutes 10 whole minutes intro. We're, we're not gonna keep all of that that's just for my yeah that that's a good song from um the last five years anyway um guys we're talking about a new movie this week because that's what we do we talk about new yeah movies every week <laughs> We do talk about a different movie job. every week. Yeah, <laughs> it's our job. Um, this week we are hitting you with something a little more ghoulish. It's not ghoulish. It's about zombies, though. Uh, 2013's Warm Bodies. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, Shelby. I hadn't seen it in a very long time, and I forgot. I actually really like this movie. I liked it when I first watched it. Ooh, back in 2013. And now? In theaters. Upon rewatch, okay. I've f- found some flaws <laughs> with this movie. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not flawed, right? Yes. No. Um, I think overall, the main flaw is that this story, to for this story to be good, mm-hmm. it's trying to say too much to fit into a movie. Maybe the book is better. I have not read True. the book. I think there's a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of implications that they don't get into in this movie that possibly are explored in the book. But because this is just like a movie that's supposed to be kind of a fun romp of a zombie romance, they didn't really get into it. Yeah. It's its own genre of zombie (laughs) rom-com. 
here's what I think happened. I think after Twilight was over, the Twilight Saga, uh-huh. they were like, someone was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we did a rom-com, like a romance, but instead of a vampire, it's like, take it even more extreme. It's a legit zombie. I and you have to fall in love with a gross zombie. The main character falls in love with, or not even the main character, because in this, the main character is the zombie, because the True. boy has to be the main character, obvious. Yeah. That's like, how movies work, Shelby. Um, come on. So it could have been a really funny send up, like a satire of these romances. It's not. It's not that at all. It's no. just like a light, kind of lighthearted zombie <laughs> romance. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. I mean, even the star, um, the the female star, she looks like Kristen Stewart. I, I mean, I watch her. I'm like, oh, this she, is just blonde Kristen Stewart. She kind of, I mean, I think, in my opinion, she's prettier. Here's the thing with, okay, so Teresa Palmer plays Julie, right? And Nicholas Holt mm-hmm. plays R. Um, mm-hmm. Teresa Palmer is one of those actresses that I confuse with an actress that looks exactly like her. And it's not Kristen Stewart. It's Amber Heard. I always confuse Teresa Palmer with Amber Heard. Do you also mm. do this? They mm. look, in my mind's eye, they are the same person. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Right? Are you looking her up right now? Yes. Blonde hair, <laughs> um, blue eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Standard white woman. Um, so, Just like, originally... <laughs> Just uh, originally when I started watching this movie again for this, I was like, Teresa Palmer, is she the one divorcing Johnny Depp? And I, I literally had to Google her name <laughs> to see who she was associated with. Oh, my God. With. They're yeah. exactly the same age, too. Yeah. They're both 34. Yeah. Um, Teresa Palmer actually was in a really fun, speaking of, uh, well, vampires, it's not the same, but she was in... Um, a show i think it was on the bbc um called a discovery of witches did you ever watch that i did not discovery of witches um she's a witch in that show which is great because everyone loves a witch and Mm -hmm. she meets a guy who's a vampire and uh they fall in love but they're not i think in this world there's different factions so you have like the vampires and then the witches and then the i don't fucking know they're, I don't sure, think they're sure, werewolves, sure. but uh, Matthew Good plays the vampire guy. <gasps> Matthew? Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, he's so Our pretty. Matthew? Our Matthew. Um, my Matthew, my future A rom complex fan favorite? And by fan favorite, I mean our favorite, Matthew Good? Host favorite. Host favorite. Uh, host favorite Matthew Good. Yeah, he plays. You should watch it. It's pretty good. It's very okay. short. I think there's only like six episodes. Um, but they fall good. in love and they're not allowed to because of like some law. Sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. Same thing with same thing within this movie. It's basically yeah. Romeo and Juliet, but they're zombies and no one really dies at the end. Yeah, <laughs> they're just alive again. Yeah, yay! They come back um, to life. It, no, it truly is Romeo and Juliet. There's a balcony scene. Yes. There's like, it's it's all of those things. Everyone's um, named after the characters. Yeah. R is, you know, R is Romeo. Jules right. um, Julie. is Juliet. Uh, her ex-boyfriend, Perry, is Paris. Right. Uh, his, R's friend, M, Marcus, is Mercutio. Like, they're all, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, and then even um, in the balcony scene, you have her friend Nora in the background acting as the nurse uh, in the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet, being like, hello, exactly. what's going on out there? And then she comes out. Um, one thing that I read in the trivia for this movie is that Nora was actually supposed to be half Ethiopian. I guess her character in the book mm-hmm. is half Ethiopian. Um, she's played by a white girl, so I did that, see me- that leads me to my next topic of conversation. I made sure. a tally mark on my page, on my notebook, Every single time I saw a non-white person in the movie, I also put stars next to every single time they were featured longer than a half a second. And also if they spoke, um, okay. it's not looking good, Shelby. It's not. I can just, it's not just good. thinking about this movie, I can recall two black men. Okay. So one of the, gar- so you've got the, the zombies or the corpses and then yes. the humans who are still alive. Right? So I am mm-hmm. know in the human compound, one of the like soldiers 
um, who decides who's coming in and out of the, you know, area. He's a black, yep. played by a black man. And yep. I know one of the zombies, someone that M talks to mm-hmm. um, when the zombies are, are like becoming, starting to become becoming more, more human. Yeah. There's also a black man there. And speak, that right. is all yes oh so, wait there is a little boy there's a little boy who is also a little who's black that's so the three that I can remember listen I'm not a scientist I'm not a data collector it's not my job I just watch mm-hmm. movies and make observations but you're not far off I counted four black people I'm sorry four okay. non I didn't write them all down but I remember I don't think one I think one of them one of the characters might have been Asian or something else non-white um but I counted four in total, and then the two that you one speaking, one speaking yes, black. Yes, only character. one spoke. Yeah, um, and I want to say he had under five lines. If I'm being completely honest, you're right. The there movie. is okay. There is an Asian woman, yep. like an yep. East Asian looking yep. woman, mm-hmm. um, who was M's girlfriend or wife or something right. in his memories, and she's right. in there for like a fraction of a second, yeah. does not say anything. You're totally yeah. right. There's yeah. only one non-white speaking character. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it. And then you have the other zombie, uh, who is starting to become more human. He never talks. He never speaks, but we do get prolonged cuts of his face. So just uh, looking and just looking. it's kind of sad because that actor, I thought did an amazing job. Like, oh yeah, there's this, so he's playing a zombie. You don't have a lot to work with right? No. when you're a zombie, you don't get to no. talk, but this actor, he's, he's representing, you know, and a zombie uh, becoming human by taking in emotion and art and beauty. So there's a part where he's just looking at a picture of people holding hands. There's a part where he's just looking at, like, the sun setting mm-hmm. over a lake. And mm-hmm. that actor did such a great job. You can see in his face. Face. like shout out to whatever this guy whoever this guy oh, is know. who I'll played random name, zombie so. random zombie number five i feel like he, he actually great. deserves he deserves Best acting to be in the mentioned. movie a- academy award winner this zombie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way the the guy who worked at the compound his name was kevin didn't know that until i just looked it up no. um young man at ATM. This is so fun. I love the names because none of the zombies <laughs> in this actual movie had names, which is right. so entertaining. Um, so this movie, right, we're talking Romeo and Julia with zombies, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Which um, is fun. I like, yeah. I like a little, um, just a little Romeo, Juliet, and zombies. It reminds me of that book slash movie, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, because... Oh, That's yeah. basically what they did. They should have just called it Romeo and Juliet and Zombies. Well, but, but they actually took, like, text from Pride and Prejudice and then added new text. That, they like, should have had taken real it. text. Come on. How much from more Romeo fun would this movie have been in Iambic Pentameter? Like, let's be really yeah. real. No, you're So right. much more fun. Um, yeah, so... It's Romeo and Juliet. Nicholas Holt plays a zombie or a corpse, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Sure. And he, I think the the reason that this movie was humorous and funny to me is just like how straight all the characters play everything. Um, because the zombies basically have no expression, no yeah. anything. So when you hear his like, mo- his, uh, oh, what's it called? Voiceover? When Inter- you hear his voiceover. Yeah, his, voiceover. Yeah, his inner monologue. Um, it's just like silly things that when you put that with a very straight faced, like group of zombies, you're like, ha that's funny. You know, like, um, he's yeah. just like, yeah, I just no, walk I around all day and bump into people. Like, that's funny. Like that. It's like, what do you do as a zombie? Literally nothing. You just like walk really slowly and bump into people. I just think that's right. That- and that's like his life for, we don't know how long. Right. Um, we don't know how long they've been in this kind of, actually, they're- we kind of know. I mean, when you find out later, like, we have, like, a general see idea. Perry's memories, it's like they're in high school. But there's, like. They can't be that much older than that. It's probably been a couple years. Yeah. But it hasn't been, like, decades or anything like that. No, I. but they were, you know, she said that her mom used to talk about airplanes. So she doesn't know airplanes, right? Like, True. so they're probably, like, you know, what, 18, if that. You know, they're probably 18, Mm-hmm. 
So maybe about 18 years or or a little less. <laughs> yeah. From the zombie apocalypse. Right. But the basic thing that happens is that he, the R, this zombie, who still likes listening to records and like wandering around. He has some sort of human thoughts, but right. the hunger really overtakes you at any any time you see someone who's alive. Right. He meets this girl, Jewel, Julie, who is comes from behind the wall and is looking for supplies or whatever. And he's just so enamored with her that he he takes her prisoner basically yeah and Kale's oldest time literally right um Um, she sparks something in him that makes him start becoming something more than a zombie he starts coming back to life basically mm -hmm. and then seeing him do that other zombies also start coming back to life more and um and then it becomes like a oh we have to convince convince the humans that we can actually cure zombies by giving them by like you know in giving them this human contact and right. whatever connection love whatever mm-hmm. bullshit jerk off motion you know like oh human connection is so beautiful right whatever <laughs> or whatever they're trying <laughs> to say <laughs> and that's just that's basically the movie is that they 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 form this relationship this bond that in, that sparks this cure. Um, right. I mean, similarly to Romeo and Juliet, right? Yes. The love between Romeo and Juliet uh, ends the decades long feud of their warring families because the right. you know, they saw, well, first of all, they were heartbroken because their kids are dead. But aside from that, um, <laughs> it like, was like dang. their love, them falling in love was able to end the, the Cold War, you know? Right. Love is all you need. That's what they say. I mean... They do say that, and I, I believe them. I think, yeah. So he takes her hostage. Uh, they fall in love, and then um, everything's cured and fine and happy. Go lucky. Uh, I think my favorite slash least favorite part is before he kidnaps her, he kills her boyfriend. Now listen, yeah. yeah. If someone, <laughs> if someone killed my boyfriend and ate their brains, uh, as zombies are wont to do. Mm. I don't know that I would talk to them even well here here is my thing Sam (laughs) she doesn't care because she's not a real person because the whole time she gets kidnapped by this zombie and then she's just like and he's like you have to stay here for a few days um and she but he talks like stay not safe and she's like okay what am I going to do for a few days? Like, she just goes from being like, I got kidnapped with a zombie. She's not thinking about the horror of this situation at all. She's just like, oh, we got we better figure out some stuff to do. Let's mm-hmm. dance around and listen to music. Like, it's so, what? They tr- well, they try <laughs> to justify it, though, because he's like, oh, you have to stay. And she's like, oh, I'm hungry. And he goes to leave to get her something to eat. And she immediately tries to escape. But then in doing that, draws all these little random vampires to her and he has to rescue her basically again oh zombies vampires same thing it's the same thing yes but (laughs) i forgot (laughs) oh my gosh oh god we talk too much about vampires on this on this show so that's why i forgot would Um, you be like okay what's our plan when we need first of all tell me everything about you because you're clearly different from other zombies what's going on here i need to know so we can start figuring it out because maybe Mm -hmm. we can cure this thing also what's our plan for leaving let's start figuring this out and maybe gathering supplies or something um you know I feel like she would be actually talking to if if you're a person who's grown up in this system where you have to be very resourceful Mm -hmm. and brave and all of this like why would she just you know sit around marveling over this great zombie who saved her it's just another you know it's it's yet another story where she doesn't actually do anything it's all about him it's about his story I agree but let me throw this out at you I'm not saying that this is right I'm just this is my inference into what the writers were thinking when they wrote it when they wrote her character specifically I think they try to pitch you Julie as someone who is different from the rest of them. And that's why 
she even says it multiple times. They're like, if if my father would have been the one to see you, he would have shot you in the head immediately. Like, this wouldn't have been yeah. – we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. You immediately would have died. Um, so even from the beginning, there's that moment where they're about to leave the compound and go and try to get the medical supplies where she tries to hold uh, Dave Franco's hand and yeah. he pulls away from her. And I think what they were trying to do – was show you that R is different from the rest of his group. And mm-hmm. Julie is also different because while everyone else has kind of turned into cold shells of themselves, which you can also interpret as zombies as well, they're cold shells of their human selves. Sure, sure. Um, she is still longing for that connection. She is still longing to feel like the people that are around her are like with her you know what I mean not just that they're near her but that they're actually like with her um and so I think they kind of give you those little clues at the beginning and then when she eventually I think in the situation of being like kidnapped by a zombie like yeah I probably wouldn't start punching zombies and run away if the if if I'm walking with them and he somehow disguised me so that I'm not mm-hmm. dead right away, I'd be like, By okay, rubbing I guess shit on her face. Apparently. Yeah, just, <laughs> we're, we're not going to talk about that, but <laughs> yes. Um, he rubs like a zombie guts on her face. I'm sorry. You don't want to talk about it. Let's no, see. I don't want to talk about it, but yes, you're right. It's some weird su- We're just going to call it a weird substance. Um, and she's <laughs> undetectable. So I, I would react probably the same way. I would go with him and see what was going on. Um, yeah. But then I think I think she is such an understanding person. And, and yeah, I don't think they do her as a female character justice because I think there's so much more to her personality that could have been explored um, in very subtle ways that we didn't have to go into like entire monologues of her childhood or something. But right. uh, ways to make her feel more human. Um, but I think ultimately her drive is to feel connection. And in that pursuit is how she comes upon this zombie who's not like other zombies and she is able to save him Mm, yeah Mm, women must save men um oh you got that's our but he also saves her because they save each other Not only do we have humans and corpses, we also have bonies, which are zombies who I legit gone- thought they were saying ponies for a really long time <laughs> during while I was like, why are they calling those guys ponies? I don't get yeah, it. And then ponies. I was like, oh, bonies. Got it. So there are zombies who have been zombies so long that they've just given up hope and rip off all their skin. <laughs> and become like more dangerous like instead of they can actually run and they're fast and like they remind me of like um oh shoot what are those like velociraptors they remind me of like they are they're like the velociraptor version of zombies zombies yeah velociraptor level zombies and Basically, the humans and the corpses come together to fight the ponies. Which <laughs> yeah. is like, or the like, ponies, whoever. I mean, or it's, the ponies. It's all about I guess they were, or the bronies. <laughs> Get them out of there. That's a kid's show. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> oh, bronies. Um, yeah, and they win. They they all win because once once R gets turned human again by kissing, <laughs> they kiss. R and Juliet, ki- Julie kiss, as you do, and he turns and instead into of dying human. like in Romeo and Juliet, he yeah. is alive again. He starts bleeding from where her dad shot him, and yeah. she's like, "Look, zombies don't bleed. He's bleeding now." Somehow they turn a zombie back, and they this goes against all the zombie lore. You know, it's like wow, revolutionary. <laughs> Yes. Uh, can we talk about the dad for a second? Cause sure. It's John Malkovich. I, it is John Malkovich. Welcome, John, to our show. Um, hi, John. <laughs> hi, John. Hey, Dad. Um, listen, one of my biggest pet peeves when we watch romance movies that are, like, involve younger people or just involve people with, like, overbearing parents um, is when parents just don't fucking listen. Now, listen. I know I probably have PTSD because my mom doesn't listen to me a lot of the time, but 
she's never shot anyone. So I feel like I'm winning in this situation. Um, But there's just, especially I think in this dynamic, because it's a a military-esque father and a daughter. It's not like a son with a mother or anything. Like I think in a different configuration, it might've felt different. But I think because it was like male father figure and then like young female daughter um the fact that he she's literally like i have evidence that they're curing themselves she's like i watched it happen with my own two fucking eyes you stupid motherfucker and he still just won't fucking listen to her makes me want to strangle him like i don't want to kill him in an easy quick way i want to watch the life drain from his eyes you know that's like the level of anger that i have in that moment i'm just i I hate when people do like it's like why the fuck are like it at what point did she do something that would allow you just to not believe her yeah he like never respected her but right i think you know, I think, again, if we knew more about him, I think it's just too much to put into this movie that they wanted to turn into a fun action rom-com, you know, because if you really wanted to get into his personality, maybe he's he was, they just talk about her mom, how her mom died, but they don't really right. go into it at all. So maybe we're meant to think that he was so damaged by the death of his wife at the hands of zombies that he can't accept that maybe they're not, you know, gone forever. And I think, I mean, it is tough when you think about these people, these living people Mm -hmm. who have killed so many zombies, they are Mm -hmm. killing them nonstop. Right. And then to find out, uh, even like like Julie, Julie killed Perry's dad when it turned out her, right. his dad became a zombie. When when it turns out that these people could actually be saved, and you're thinking like, wow, all these people could have been saved, but they can't. That one can't because I shot him in the head and he's dead for for real. Right. You know, you actually have to reckon with the fact that you didn't kill zombies. You killed a person, right? right? And that is a lot to go into yeah. that obviously they're not going to go into in this movie that's supposed to be kind of, it, it's fun. kind of feel good Light, and fun at the end, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, and, yeah. And, but it has really, really dark implications that you can't, um, you just can't flesh them out in a right. movie like this. Right. So maybe no, if we knew more about her dad, his actions and his distrust would make more sense to us, but we right. weren't given that. But I just think, no, I 100% agree. We weren't given any more of their backstory because, again, this movie wasn't about them. It was about yeah. R, um, even though we don't get his backstory either. So, I mean, whose backstory do we get? No one's. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I think that is such that is such a rom-com plate. Like that is a trope that's played in rom-com so frequently is that you have this overbearing parent and it's not until the most extreme fucking circumstances that Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, I guess my child knows how to make decisions, even though I haven't (laughs) had any reason to distrust (laughs) them. I guess I didn't raise a fucking idiot. (laughs) Okay. So this is not the movie that we, that we're talking about, but I watched this movie recently because I was just because I was bored. So uh, the movie picture this, have you ever watched it uh, with Ashley Tisdale, Robbie Amell? It's like she gets grounded or no, she like is in a super sheltered house and her dad is a, fucking nut job and um she gets like a phone for her 16th birthday and she lies to her dad one time one time in her no she's like 18 she's about to graduate from high school one time in her 18 years of fucking life and she's not at a store or something she's actually at the lake where he thinks all this risque shit is going on and because of that he grounds her for like two weeks and she has to come up with this master plan to fucking deceive and lie to him she's never done in 18 fucking years of life she's never done anything wrong and she does one thing wrong and he basically puts her on lockdown so that she has to fucking lie and do wrong things in order to just 
have a life and just to go to a party where she's not even drinking or doing anything bad. You know what I mean? So I think maybe watching this movie after having watched that like last week, I was like, what is with these fucking parents? Like they actually have good kids who are not doing anything wrong. And they don't fucking trust them. And it's like, you can't even use the argument of like, oh, I just don't trust the people around you. It's like, bitch, what? Like, are you, what? No, shut the fuck up. You're just being a controlling asshole and I can't stand you. Yeah. Yeah. And her her dad is for sure, in in warm bodies, is for sure like, shoot every zombie on sight. Mm -hmm. Um he doesn't even seem worried about like a cure. He He's like, there is no cure. We just have to kill all of them. <laughs> like he's, you know, and whereas other people, especially younger people seem concerned with like, maybe we can find stuff for a Saving cure. Them, right. Yeah. And that's why Julie is different from her father. Right. Um, anyway, fuck that guy. Did um, you, was there anything in here that you could really cling to as like a, um, maybe something that you related to yes so Nora her friend yes is I I think I feel like I related to her a lot just because I think we've talked about this before how I'm the friend in a rom-com like I'm not (laughs) I'm not the lead (laughs) I'm not the girl who's like oh I don't know if I should be with the man I love it's just kind of like nah I'm not um so there's that whole scene and it, <laughs> this line hits so hard considering what 2020 is right now. But uh, Julie is telling Nora about everything that happened while she was away, everything between her and R and the whole shebang, right? She's telling her this whole long story. Um, and she's like, you know, I, I, I hate to say this, like, I don't want you to judge me, but I, I miss him. And Nora's response is like, Julie... I know it's hard to meet guys right now, you know, with the apocalypse. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And I was like, rewind and say it again, bitch. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Holy shit. Are you fucking right, dude? Like, it's so hard. Um, So I do feel like if we were in the middle of a zombie apocalypse right now, I'd probably fall in love with a zombie because it's like. I mean, they're there. They're there, and if they don't eat me, yeah, if they don't eat my brains, then (laughs) hey oh, hey oh. Um, um, (laughs) But if they don't eat my brains, then I'm down. We can we can fall in love. It's cool. That's also, you know, her boyfriend dies, and and uh, Julie's boyfriend gets eaten right in front of her, and. But well, she no, didn't, not right in front of her. No, yeah, she doesn't really know what's going. It turns out when zombies, okay, here's the thing: when zombies eat people, if they eat their brains, they get their memories, which is which only is shown to dope. us like one through this, just through our eating Perry's brains. Right. Um, that's the only time we see that. Otherwise, it doesn't really serve a purpose in the movie. Right. But uh, apparently, when zombies eat people. Uh, eat people's brains they can get their memories which, which is, I think is a magic. pretty cool justification for zombies in general it's like why do zombies want to eat brains oh, okay let's give them a reason there it is yeah no. they feel more human right um but then once R start and, and he keeps he saves some brains for later as um, you do and silly eats them as he's hanging out with Julie but at a certain point all of these zombies, once they start becoming human again, they stop eating brains. What are they eating? What are they surviving on? That was, listen, can I tell you, that was also a question I had because I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, well, he hasn't eaten since he stole Julie. Yeah. And it's been at least a week, if not right. longer, since they met. And I'm like, how is he not hungry? Like, is he just not hungry? Because here's what I assume. So they do, I think they do a pretty decent job of like actually showing the progression of complete dead corpse R and -hmm. progressively making him better until he actually looks human at the end. Although we can argue that Nicholas Holt doesn't exactly look human even when he is. (laughs) He is, I mean, I love Nicholas Holt. I actually do. I think he's an amazing actor. I think he's really hot, but there's something about his face that doesn't seem normal, you know? Mm. It just, it doesn't look like a normal, it doesn't look like a face is supposed to look. And I can't tell if I'm really attracted it's to that. It's not, no, he, it's not a, it's not a generic face. It's not, he, by any means. He looks like an I mean, individual. his eyes are fucking insane. 
insane. His eyes are so cool. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I digress. But <laughs> they do a really good job of showing that progression. So my only answer to that is it takes a really – so it's it's almost like their brain appetite just almost completely shuts off. But because their bodies mm-hmm. aren't functioning yet, they aren't like human bodies, it still takes a while for them to even just have an appetite. Mm. So it's, it's almost like you're waiting for all systems to get back online kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, that's how I imagine it. I also just think it's really cool that at the beginning, um, well, like in that progression as zombies, they don't blink and like slowly, but surely as you kind of get to the later bits of the movie where he's becoming more human, you'll see like a blink or two. Yeah. Uh, and then when he's finally fully human, he's blinking all the, di- all the time. I'm like, Oh, that's <laughs> fun. It's a fun little, fun little thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm, I have another question. Uh, give um, give it to me. I'll answer all your questions because I wrote this movie, so I have all the answers. Okay. So many of the zombies, the corpses, have scars. Um, right. Did they get these scars before they became zombies? Like, why do they have so many scars? Obviously, scars aren't – you're not going to heal if you're right. a zombie. Like, right. why do they have scars? Why does Nicholas – why does R have scars on his face? Did he get – cut up before he became a zombie and he just happens to have these scars but marcus has them too so it's It's like what are um so at the airport there's a really talented tattoo artist and he actually (laughs) just tattoos the scars he tattoos scars okay got it feel more like a badass that makes sense you just you walk and you go and then he gives you a scar you know you don't have that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Because there is a zombie working at that airport who's still like waving his little metal detecting rod at, at and the janitor as they walk still through. has his little mop. Yeah, so they're still doing their old job. So I right. can believe there's a tattoo artist still right. tattooing scars. On right. People. I do think I think in the world of the actual movie though, I think they're getting them as zombies, but I yeah. don't have an answer as to why they like you said because scars are from healing. Right. So I don't know why. If only to say that they're not completely dead. Mm, maybe that even is, as zombies. To, listeners, if you know, write in. Write let in, let us, us know. I do think us. I think maybe that might even be that initial indication to that humans they're not quite of like dead. we're not yeah. really dead. We're not all the way dead. We're like mostly dead. We yeah. still eat brains and shit, but. Um, we're not all the way there yet, so if you just take some time, get to know us, maybe fall in right. love, then we won't need to eat your brains anymore. Because when he that scene where he's taking a shower, he has a ton of scars on his whole body, and he even has some he like does. bullet wounds and shit. So I'm like, the bullet wounds, there's no way those came before he became a zombie. And yeah. you physically watch him get shot a few times right. um, well, in, that yes. medicine, in that like science lab scene or whatever the fuck they're doing. So, yeah. He is a very special boy, isn't he, in this movie? It's all about a very special zombie boy. He's a special boy. I wrote, um, (laughs) so my thing is that uh, the one can change you. That's what they should (laughs) have. Yeah. That should have been the tagline for the movie. The one can change you. If we were making this more of a rom-com. Right. Whatever sickness you have. Yeah. Love can can heal it. Love can change you. Unless literally. you have a blood disease and then you have to die so that your your <laughs> husband can Unless no no no, no no no. Unless your death forwards the plot of the male character, right. then you're yeah. you're just dead. You just have to die. Um I think you know what, I do agree that like Julie's character is very two dimensional, but she's more dimensional than uh, Jenny. So, what does that say about Jenny? I think because I I do think that Teresa Palmer is a really good actor. I like her a lot. I like her in a lot of the stuff that she's that I've seen her do. Um, So, I do think it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, like I'm into it. These emotions that you're feeling seem genuine, and you know, whenever she cries, she's really good at crying. I'm kind of jealous because not only can (laughs) she do. Guys, okay, I act, and I know how to cry on cue. It's not that hard. But she can get these huge tears in her eyes, and I'm like, that's genetic. That, that I could never do that. <laughs> that is something in her genes that allows her to have these huge tears in her eyes that fall. Or it's, like, no, it's genetic. Maybe it's movie magic. No. They're just putting a little eyedropper thing. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> 
Let me try it. Let me say some stuff that's going to make you cry. Go. A walk to remember. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why. There's been no, like, there was no reason for me to know that. And I still knew it. Um, we're, we're connected. I'm not going to cry today. I'm not going to lie. We are yeah. connected. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you're not. Mood. If I'm in a crying mood, mood, I'll let you know. I mean, I can cry okay. without needing to be in a crying mood, but I just don't feel like it right now. I have makeup on. We're just not. Yeah. <laughs> I think it. so. This movie, when when I'm talking about, you know, when I'm thinking about it from a, how does this relate to my life? I think, as I said, he's a very special boy, right? And she's a very special girl because they're they have to be so special to see these things in each other and cross these boundaries. And I think right. especially when you're like a teen or when you're younger, you want to see yourself as a very special person and capable of something that other people aren't capable of. And right. I'm not going to say that that's not true. Everyone's right. unique, has their own, you know, their own purpose in the world. Everyone's life is necessary in this world. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I have a hard time convincing myself sometimes, but you know, um, I think that it's easy to watch this movie. I think one of the reasons it's, it was so enjoyable to me when I was younger, when I first saw it and it came out, I was like 23 is because like, yeah, these are, you know, they're very special people and you want to think of yourself as a special person and your love is a very special thing. That's going to save the world. Um, it's not, <laughs> hey, that's hey, a hey. lot you to put on a that. person. You don't know if their love's not gonna not save the. I don't remember. What I know it it's a made. lot to put up on you a person. You don't know that they're not gonna not mm, save the not world. I don't know that. I don't not know that. You um, don't. you don't not know it. <laughs> but I could see thinking going into this scenario and being like well I'm a very special girl and I've met this guy and I think he's a very special guy but really he's just like he sucks he's a zombie you know he's like eating people and I'm not talking about the movie at this point I'm talking about like real life (laughs) eating people it's a metaphor right it's a metaphor for cannibalism um also he just kidnaps her and he even says, like, oh, I have to find some reason for her to stay here. I'll just say it's not safe. And it's not. But he also, in his voiceover, says he has to come up with a reason for her to stay. Yeah, it's, his, and he his takes her in the first place. From the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. He kidnaps her from Nora is still alive in that room. And right. there are all these zombies. And he just kidnaps Julie and takes her all the way home. She would have been so he he's like, Oh, I have to keep you safe. But right. She would have been so much safer if he had left. Yeah. But then they wouldn't have fallen in love and cured zombies. Right. No, his so. mo- again, his motives from the very jump were completely selfish. And even I and not even just from the beginning. I'm trying to think like through the whole movie, they're pretty selfish, except at the end where he jumps with her off of that thingy into the pond I think that was honestly or like him trying to get her out of that situation I think was the first time that his motivations were simply I must protect Julie um because everything up until that point had just been I want I want to be with Julie I want he even goes he misses her so he goes to see her in her mm-hmm. compound he does risk his life but she didn't ask him to come right um, you he know? doesn't do that and for she's... her he did that for right. himself so then it turns out the bonies are since the corpses are starting to become human the bonies are now like targeting them too they don't right. want this to happen for whatever right. reason so the bonies are now uh seeking out R and Julie because they're the ones who like sparked this change the bonies are after all of the zombies who are slowly becoming humans so now the zombies or the bonies are after everybody right and r and julie are running away from them and he and they he gets uh the bonies corner them and r protects julie by jumping out of a window and cushioning her fall um and then she kisses him (laughs) 
And then, yeah, I think, okay, if we're being fair, I don't think the kiss was the reason he turned into a human. I know you said that earlier, but I don't <laughs> think that's what it is. I do honestly think because this was the first, this was, it, it reminded me. He actually um, sacrificed something right. for her. It reminded me of Hercules, the animated one, where mm. the entire time he, like, wants to be with Meg, but he also wants to be a hero and everyone to talk about him and he wants to go back home, blah, blah, blah. But the only true heroic act that he had was when he dove into the fucking into Hades and like got her soul and brought it back to her. That was the mark of being a hero. And I feel like almost if we had like those godly creatures or like the oh, what are they called? The women um, with the string and they cut it. The fates. (laughs) Yeah, the fates. If we actually had the fates in this movie. Mm-hmm. That would have been that moment, right? Like that would have been the moment where they tried to cut the string and couldn't because they were like, "Oh wait, no, he's 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 a good he person. Redeemed he's himself. A, he earned it. He's a real boy." Um, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, that was his the truest testament of his actual love for her in an unselfish way, and because of that, the fates or God or the universe or whoever you want to believe did it. Um, they decided, okay, you can be human now. And I feel like that's the journey that all of the zombies who were starting to become more human have to go on. They have to find their humanity again. And they talk about it a little bit. It's like the the cure was to just integrate with the people and have them right. um, in, interact with them constantly and have like a real connection. Um, and so I think that's kind of going forward all of these characters, all these zombie characters at least, because they do it a little bit with Marcus at the end where he's in the rain with the umbrella. It's about mm-hmm. finding your humanity again. And once you find something that that restores that in you, then you're a human and you're not a corpse anymore. And love it Conquers heals all. all wounds. Yeah. <laughs> heals it's love all that did wounds. it. It's love. Yeah. And then the world is great. The, they kill all the bonies or the bonies just die out from having nothing to eat. All the right. corpses come and become human. They tear down the wall. Mr. President or Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> I don't know history. Um, and then they, <laughs> everything's fine and the world's good again. And this, the zombie apocalypse was just a little blip in human, <laughs> humanity's yeah. radar. And then R doesn't want to have a real name. Um... He likes R. I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's stu- I hate, maybe later, no, maybe after, it. as soon as the movie ends, he was like, wait, I want to be called Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he like came up with it. Yeah, <laughs> like right after. No, I, you know, it is funny though, in that scene when they're on the plane, I think the stuff on the plane, while again, we talk a lot about how rom-coms, if they happened in real life, they'd be hella creepy, but because it's happening in a rom-com, we're like, okay, it's fine. And if the guy's hot, then we're like, okay, it's fine. Um, But the whole montage of them in the plane is, I thought, really cute. But there's the moment where she's trying to ask him what his name is, and he can't really, like, say, all he can is, right? And so that just reminded me of The Little Mermaid when he's trying to guess her name because she just, like, keeps going on with these names. She's like, Richard. Right. Like, all uh-huh. the things he's like, no, no, it's not that. Um, so it just reminded me of The Little Mermaid, too. It's like, oh, I could see that. When a character can't talk good. Can't, <laughs> can't talk good. Um, it is a, it, this movie, it's kind of like, I enjoyed watching it in theaters when it came out, but also I had so much less going on in my life. And now watching it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is just like it's kind of like a movie that just kind of slips away into nothing. I feel like it could have said a lot more if it had more time and space to do that. But for what it was, it turned this book that probably said more about humanity into just like a light, fun action romance comedy. You know what? Sometimes we just need a light, fun action romance. Right. Because there it, is so much going on in the world, and I don't want to have to also digest the world of fake <laughs> characters on a fake screen that make yeah. me feel sad even more than the real world makes me feel sad. I do think in real world, people would be a lot, they would really hate, there would 
would hate zo- the zombies. They there'd be a lot of people fighting to not have them integrate with society and be like, oh, oh they're different from us, and they would former zombies. They do would that with real humans already. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You know, it's it's. Oh God. Yeah. What? I mean, all we need now are zombies. To be completely honest, like we're at that point in humanity where the next logical step is either right. aliens. Or zombies. Something's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Right. And that leads me to my next important point. Guys, everybody make sure you're registered to vote. Please register to vote. Please register. Well, I think you should already be registered. You should already be registered. So please vote. The election is in, wait, this is is in like three weeks from this episode. Not even. Is it? I think it's even sooner. Yeah. Two and a half (laughs) weeks from this episode. Um, if you're not aware, it's November 3rd, um, but make sure you vote because I don't want to have a zombie apocalypse. I want a president who believes in science and data. And if a zombies start happening, then I want someone who will find the cure to zombieism real quick. And, um, not he, he wouldn't find the cure. He would put the right people in charge to find the cure quickly and we would all be saved. Yay. And we wouldn't have to shoot zombies because that's a personal nightmare of mine and I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm not interested in having zombies try to eat me. Me neither. It's just not the that's not the path I want for my life. That's just not the story I imagine for myself. So um Yeah. <laughs> it's like not the ending it. I see for myself. It's not the journey mm-hmm. that I wish to go on and I mm, I don't want it. Yes. Not my um, journey. I, I hate that journey for me. So I just don't want to. I just don't want to. <laughs> well, that's another episode, isn't it? We did it. We did another episode with a zombie did theme. Did episode. you think we would talk about zombies on this show? Probably not. Well, but next week we're going to have an even more Halloween-y themed episode. So check oh, that out. yeah. We're getting spookier and spookier as the weeks go by. <laughs> it's gonna be spooky spooky christmas that's how the world works that's how media yeah. works it's spooky spooky right. christmas and that's it mm-hmm. we completely skip over an entire holiday and month no one frankly. cares what happens the rest of the year november it's just spooky, doesn't spooky exist christmas. in the collective yeah. consciousness and we just forget about it so. november is it's part of it is still Halloween leftovers, and then the other part is Christmas. is coming up on Christmas. You no, know? then it's it's hol- it's leftover Halloween, and then it's pre Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where we are. But um, yeah. So make sure you are following us on our socials on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at the Rom Complex. If you want to email us to answer any of our questions. Um, if you spotted an additional non-white person in this movie that I may have missed, <laughs> I would like to know. I truly, truly would. Um, I want to give them their their flowers of recognition. And yeah, make sure you subscribe to us. I don't know. Rate and review. We like reviews. Only if they're five stars, though. And mm. send us a mental uh, kiss. Just like Ooh. in your thoughts, give us a little Ooh. kiss. Just that's like a peck. Not, I'm not looking not, for anything intense. We need consent for that to happen, Shelby. You can't consent in your mind. It's not, it's not a thing. Hmm. Eh, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, just remember to keep falling in love with yourself. Bye. Bye.